and answers like if you dated a girl with a lazy eye would she be seeing someone on the side oh, hi no, america hello world i love this show i've ever mentioned that yeah i love this show <laughs> my I'm name at you and looking for you <laughs> sweet jelly and ice cream my name is adrian lee and i am your host welcome to the show more questions than answers the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites, and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. If my mother had her own music genre, it would be heavy metal. Oh. <laughs> so snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting and for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and elephant Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather gave up eating natural foods when she discovered most people die of natural causes. Uh, Welcome true. to the show, yeah, Heather. True. <laughs> I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy <laughs> Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle is not shy. She's just really good at figuring out who is not worth talking to. <laughs> Welcome to the show, That's Michelle. true. That's true. true. Thank you. This is season two, episode 113. Wow. 113. 
has an introvert nature and a love of healthy eating as well as a slight strabismus. Have uh, yourself a very merry strabismus. 113 is the name of a French hip-hop group. What's worse than the French or a hip-hop group? I don't know. A French hip-hop group. <laughs> oh, Le bien, la mal. Can this be beaten, I ask you, as the worst possible combination? French and hip-hop group together in one, surely. Are okay. there worse combinations? Irrationality <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> Pizza and pineapple. That's going to split our oh. audience straight mm. down the middle. I personally do love a bit of pineapple on my pizza. You're not so you don't mind that. Miss Morris, you're not so keen perhaps. Not a fan. I'm a little bit's all right. A little bit's okay. But you like it. I do. I just want pineapple on it. Don't worry about anything else. Just load that up with pineapple. Really? All's good in the world. And of course there is the classic rohypnol and scoliosis test combination. <laughs> if you dialed 113 in Indonesia, you would reach the emergency services in Norway and Latvia, the medical services and the police in Italy, Luxembourg, Slovenia and Vietnam and also Argentina if you wanted the time. I'm never going to remember that. No. Just need to know that if you're in Buenos Aires and you need to know what the time is, 113. That's what time it is. Que hora es? Yes, it's always nearly a quarter past one. Wherever you go in Argentina, it's just a couple of minutes shy of quarter past one. You've just finished your lunch. You're thinking of a siesta. Sun's highest in the sky. Wherever you are, like the sun never sets on the British Empire. It's always 13 mm. minutes past one in Argentina. It's a twilight zone. It is. You always leave this show with more than you arrive. So on the theme... Of contacting the police from Italy all the way through to Vietnam with mm -hmm. 113. We have, for the very first time, the MQTA, be careful, this is illegal in some countries around the world, <laughs> quiz. Oh, good. Informative, Great. hopefully funny, mm -hmm. and it could save you some quality jail time. Question one. Points to be had, and we're only five minutes into the show. Oh, excellent. What can you not do with your fiancé? In Alabama, up until the year 2000, Miss Morris. Sleep in the same bed. You cannot sleep in the same bed with your fiancé. What are you going with, Michelle? In Alabama. You can't wear her clothes. I'm sure a lot of people in Alabama are doing that as we speak. You were not allowed to marry them if it was an interracial relationship. Till up 2000? 2000. God's honest truth. Really? It is also wow. illegal in Alabama to throw this. You're not allowed to throw this. In Alabama. Still the law. This hasn't changed. This is illegal. You could find yourself in a lot of trouble with the rice. police. Why do you say rice? Well, are, are we still on the wedding thing or is this just in general? Oh, you want clues now, do you? Is this, are you fishing? No, you had to give me a little bit of a... Let's stick with rice, shall we? Okay. Michelle. Horseshoes. You wouldn't want to be hit by one, would you? No. It is, in fact, confetti. At weddings. I think oh, Heather wins. there's more cheating taking place. <laughs> I place my notes now under lock and key. In fact, I don't even bother going to the restroom before the show now. I've got an empty two litre bottle of Coke beside me in a funnel. I don't know how you're managing to pull these out. It's ridiculous. I'm there's psychic. cheating. You're psychastic, psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> it is confetti. Also, silly string. 
will see you doing jail time oh. in Alabama, would you believe? Okay. What can't Saudi Arabian women do in the road? What can they not do? Do in the road. This law's in place as we speak. If as you're in you Saudi speak, Arabia. Yeah. Um, you cannot wave. You're not allowed to wave if you're a woman in the road. Sure. I don't think they can do just about anything but walk. It's drive. Oh, I was going to say drive. Saudi Arabian women are not allowed to drive in Saudi Arabia. In the Philippines, you can be charged with the crime of vexing somebody. It's called unjust vexation. Excellent. And yes. They need that here too. It is as vague. We'd be doing a lot of jail time. I would describe the look on Michelle's face for most of the show as vexed with a hint of why am I here? It is 100% true. It's called unjust vexation. And yes, it is as vague and as arbitrary as it sounds. So I could say now, for all the people listening in the Philippines, why do hamsters smell of popcorn? Bang. 10 years. 10 years jail time for vexing someone with questions like that. I'll be sharing a we cell. We won't be going there anytime soon. No. We'll be in a lot of trouble. We've already been banned in Lithuania. This is true. You could be sharing a jail cell in the Philippines for just commenting on hamsters and popcorn with a lifer, you know, a guy that's been in Alabama and used silly string. Do you know what I'm saying? Wow. Hardened criminals. Hardened criminals at that point. Mm. The lifers, the silly string brigade. From July 2013 in China, it was the law and is the law to visit what regularly? Miss Morris, what are you thinking? Any thoughts? The wall. You're going to go with the wall? Yes. You're sticking with the wall? Yes. Okay. I think your parents. Wow. I think more cheating abounds. It is your parents. You have to visit by law. I thought they just naturally lived with them. I don't know. The living arrangements of most people in China. But apparently you have to visit your parents. In Iowa, it is illegal for a man to do what in public if he's got a moustache? Spit. (laughs) It's not allowed. Those spitting Iowa mustachioed men in Iowa. It's like spit and chew. You it's can't like one of those. move. You can't move in Des Moines for hairy-lipped men and spitting. Apparently, there's many. Look at the look at the brains working there, on Michelle. Do you want a can of WD-40 just to loosen uh, that up a little bit? I think you can't shave. You cannot apparently kiss a woman in public if you have a moustache in Iowa. These are rules I want to break. I'm going to go to Iowa, break these rules, see if I can get that, photograph it. See how many states we can go to. We'll go to Alabama, throw confetti, take a photograph. You're not uh, allowed to fire a gun in a cemetery in Minnesota. So we could we could do that right now, really, couldn't we, after the show? Finally, because this seems to be dragging on forever and there's a show dying to get out. It is illegal in Britain to hold this in public in a threatening or suspicious manner. What are you not allowed to hold in a threatening or suspicious manner walking down the high street? In good old Great Britain. A pint. A pint. I guess you're going with beer rather than a pint of random liquid. Sure. Okay. Your boobies. You're not allowed to hold your boobies in a threatening manner. Can I see that now just for the benefit (laughs) of the show? That looks more suspicious, to be honest. than uh, It is, in fact, a salmon, you'll be pleased to know. Put the money in the bag and no one gets hurt. (sighs) Wow. Apparently. I saw the accused on the night of the second between the hours of darkness outside the jewellers holding what I believe to be a salmon in suspicious circumstances. His defence team are trying to persuade the jury it was dark and it was actually a pike. 
Sounds fishy. 113 <laughs> is the atomic number of the synthetic element nihonium. I don't have any jokes for that, and quite frankly, I cannot be bothered. I told a chemistry joke once, and there was no reaction. <sighs> That was terrible. I'm here all week. Try the salmon. We are available on Facebook. You can visit our Facebook site at any time. All of tonight's stories, all the videos, all the photographs, all the jokes, the cartoons, the banter will be there for you if you visit. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee on Facebook. 5,800 followers on there. All of our shows are archived. You can listen to them Anytime, there's over four years worth of shows on there. Plenty to keep you occupied. If you're in the car on a long journey, if you're at work and it's dragging, if you're at school, if you're in the gym treading the treadmill, the dreadmill, <laughs> you can listen to our shows. You can give us a little love heart. If you're listening now on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com, MQTA Radio, all of our archives, there's a little orange love heart. Press the love heart. Tell us how much. You love the show. There's also an extra 20 minutes on there that you don't get when you listen to the show on a Friday night on Dark Matter called Not For Your Mother. It's a round we couldn't possibly read out on air. Full no, of innuendo. Yeah. Full of all of the things that have happened this week in the news. Naughty. That involve body parts that we're not allowed to discuss. Yeah. Things that are a little bit sexual. I know. We're on iTunes, Stitcher and High Heart as well. You have no excuse for not listening to us. No. We're also on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. That's T-I-P-S. We have 93,000 followers on there. And you can listen first. If you're listening in the archives now, you can hear us first. Friday night, 8 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network dot com. That's at 8 o'clock. And remember, we now have a Patreon site as well. Patreon dot com search for mqta radio this show will be free it will always be free but if you wish to donate one dollar per episode for all our expenses studio time the bloody mary that right. heather's drinking at the moment that's right and uh, patreon baby oh i cannot stand that advert <laughs> what's wrong with that woman oh it makes my skin crawl I don't know whether it's sexually charged or whether I'm just... I don't know what it is. What's wrong with the woman? Is that a wig she's wearing as well? Honest, I can't be doing with it. It makes my skin crawl. It's like my worst phobia. Which cannot, is why we said it. I'm not going to repeat it. It's not going to happen again. I cannot bear it. Am I the only person who thinks that's the worst? It makes my skin crawl. My teeth grind. Oh, it's, I bet she's getting lots of men following her as well, you know? And lots of money. Let's not knock it. <laughs> That's <out>. absolutely right. <laughs> we'll say anything you want. If you go to patreon.com, the show's free. It's always free. MQTA Radio. You can sponsor the show. You can access all of our archives first before anybody else. That lots of fun and yeah. exciting things on there for you mm -hmm. to buy and purchase. And don't forget my book, Mysterious Midwest, Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales from the Dead is now available in all good bookshops and on Amazon with a foreword written by David Ellefson, the Grammy Award winning musician from Megadeth. And we also, I forget this, we have stuff on YouTube. You can search for MQTA Radio on YouTube. We do, yeah. I've got books, audio books. I've read chapters of books. Mm -hmm. If you wish to listen, it's all free. Go to YouTube. Search for How to Be a Christian Psychic by Adrian Lee. There's three chapters on there. Healing, crystals, all sorts of wondrous things. 
meditation. I was going to say medication. Meditation. <laughs> well, let's hope. Meditation. That's what you need. I love our mailbag. Each week, I love reading out. Oh, no. Mailbag. Your letters, your messages of support. Alva, who's a regular listener, posted great show. I chuckled when someone guessed that kicking the queen would be illegal. <laughs> it reminded me of the Abba song. See that girl? Watch her scream, kicking the dancing queen. That made me laugh. Stacy in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, simply posted call. Nope. Nice. A woman Thank you. of few words. Jonas in California, who's written many times Hi, before. Hi, Jonas. Hello, says, Jonas. Dang it, Heather Morris. <laughs> Just had to explain why I was laughing so hard when you mentioned the golf ball diver job. Yup. <laughs> if you're listening for the first time or you missed last you week's missed show, you have to go back in the archives, pay on Patreon a dollar, episode 112. An amazing episode, very very funny Candice in Oregon, all over America, you see that everywhere, has posted, love your show, I find myself laughing out loud, ding. Nice. Yay. Yay. Ding indeed. Mitchell, another regular, has written, love the show tonight. Glad Adrian is feeling well enough to do the show. And make Michelle snort. <laughs> I wish the Not For Your Mother segment was available sooner. It can be, Mitchell. You go it to Patreon. It can be. Patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio, and it can be yours. But we are three or four weeks behind if you want to listen for free in the archives on SoundCloud. Thanks for your work in making the show funny and entertaining. Jerry in Michigan posted great show. Hi, Jerry. As Jerry. always. And finally, Vicky in Iowa said, fun show tonight. You can't keep an Aries down. I'm not an Aries. No, you can't. Is my Aries showing? It must be showing from over there, surely. I'm That's make... why the whole half of the room is yours. Yep. It's my show. I want this <laughs> half of the room. You can That's share. It. I'm out of here. Done. Boom. I'm going to win. Hurrah. <laughs> Points all down. Champagne for everyone. Bubbles. <laughs> Martin. Our regular listener, Martin in New York, has created an amazing online auction It's incredible. Site. It is. Get a chance to see that. It's called Martin's Online Auctions. It's on Facebook. There is everything on there from the Living Dead Dolls to 80s metal concert t-shirts everything you would ever want it's the a smorgasbord it is where are you of learning coolness. such words from how dare you <laughs> so we're in minnesota your flumgummery knows no bounds does it <laughs> are you having a bet so many words you can use i'm trying that top looks rather diaphanous tonight miss mm. morris <laughs> <laughs> if you love the unusual the strange intriguing and the bizarre let's face facts who doesn't no, everyone's true. listening to this show because they love the unusual, the strange, the intriguing, and the bizarre. Absolutely. And they like my accent. Okay, they don't. <laughs> Have a look at what is morbidly fascinating on there. It's just a couple of clicks away from Oni. Remember, Martin's Online Auctions on Facebook. You've already shown good taste by tuning into the show. Now you can surround yourself with good taste as well. Last week. Okay. I was in Morton. It's a town in Renville County. Yeah. Kind of south, central, southwest Minnesota. I've done many, many investigations in Renville County. Birch Cooley Battlefield. If you want to know about the history of the Sioux Uprising, the worst battle in terms of losses for the U.S. Army in 1863, 2nd of September, go online. Go to Wikipedia. Search for Birch Cooley 
battlefield. That's an interesting piece of American history that not many people know much about. There was an abandoned school. We investigated with the International Paranormal Society, a railway station in Danube. We saw many wondrous things. We saw ghosts. We heard ghosts. We saw spirits. You saw orbs, didn't you, in the basement? I did. A lot of my investigators from all over the Midwest said that the most haunted building they ever went into, ever, bearing in mind we go to battlefields, lighthouses, forts, was the abandoned schoolhouse in Walton. Oh, that was the predator sound. The coach was there? There is going to be a coach. Ah, in terms of taking people up to Long Prairie. I've got a coach tour planned in the next couple of weeks. We're going to take a coach trip, a mystery, magical mystery tour. (laughs) <laughs> with the Redville a mystery machine and Redwood histo- I'd love to do it up like that that'd be that fantastic that would be fantastic I'm sure the people that own the coach aren't going to like me <laughs> spray painting spray painting <laughs> mystery machine <laughs> all the way along the side but we are going to take a trip up to Long Prairie I'm doing a lot of work with the Renville County and Redwood Falls Historical Society they're right. of course share the Red Rock River mm-hmm. Valley all these things were divided up by the white man with a ruler and everything's square, but it's ultimately the same piece of geography, right? Mm-hmm. So I had an amazing time. We were at the Renville County Historical Society. I gave a talk last Thursday. It was standing room only, completely sold out. Over 200 people crammed into the building there. Unbelievable. Never seen so many people in all my life wanting to know about ghosts. All the money we collected at the door, $5 to get in, every single cent of that went to the non-profit organization that is the Renville historical society Mm -hmm. i asked for donations for the southwest crisis center for battered and abused i was going to say ladies but gentlemen can use that as well of Mm -hmm. course yeah they can Mm -hmm. so we raised a lot of money there we took over 400 pounds of food for the food shelf because everyone that came along we asked them to bring food that's amazing so whether you believe in ghosts or not i do not care anymore We've just raised a lot of fantastic it's money great. for a lot of worthy causes. Yeah. And I don't care if you believe in ghosts or not. Everything is worthwhile. I will tell you one story. The reason I'm bringing this up isn't to eulogize how fabulous we are. The point of this is that there was a person with me for the first time doing signing. There were some deaf people in the audience. There was a lady to the side of me signing. I don't think she was doing it in an English accent, by the way. So I'm going to take umbrage with her straight away. (laughs) Strangely, though, you can get accents when you're signing. You will know which part of the country someone comes from by the way in which they sign. So you can sign with an accent, as funny as that sounds. But it is, in fact, true. But there was a woman to the right of me signing. I don't know whether I can get away with this on the radio. So I'm going to say it anyway. I know, Michelle's doing hand actions, which don't help. (laughs) You can do what you want with your hands. No one can see. We're on the radio. There's a part of my talk halfway through where someone puts their hand up and says, have you ever been attacked? Has anything ever happened to you? Has there been mean and nasty demonic entities, this, that and the other? And I tend to say that most of the problems I have are with people that would be grumpy, miserable old men in life. Mm -hmm. And when you die, you carry that on. So they just don't want me in their property. You've seen American pickers when they roll up on some grumpy old men's land and they tell them to F off, right? So, first of all, the lesson is, ladies and gentlemen, be nice. Because when you're dead, you will carry on with your character and personality type. So be nice to everyone. You don't want to be miserable and known as a grumpy old man or a grumpy old woman after you've passed. Be nice to people would be my advice. But the phrase I use, and there was no children in the room, Most of the people there were middle-aged. They'd been around the block a few times. I'm hoping 
that I'm not going to get taken off air for this. Yeah, me too. But this is the funniest thing <laughs> that has happened to me this year. Do it. I said, as a very throwaway comment, if you're a dick when you're alive, you're normally a dick when you're dead. <laughs> and at that moment, I turned around and looked at the sign woman. Because <gasps> I wanted to know what she was going to do with that. And everyone in the room looked at her as well. And I swear to God, 200 people were laughing in fits of hysteria for a minute. And the poor woman was just looking at me, shrugging her shoulders, not oh, knowing how to funny. sign that. Because they're a few seconds behind you. So right. I said it. So the funniest thing that's happened to me this year didn't involve me talking. I just turned around and looked at the woman. And I was interested as well. I did give the woman a hug at the end. She had a good sense of humour. I didn't put her on the spot. But I th all the <laughs> laughter came in waves because people laughed instantly when they got it straight away, then there was like a pause of a few seconds. Then there was another wave of laughter for the people that were playing catch up. Then a few seconds later was another wave because they were then embarrassed and they was laughing again. So it was a great, great comedic moment. And I never said a single word. I just looked at the woman and I wondered what the sign was for that. I will never know. I still You'll don't know. Never what know. Is. It was censored. Censored. I will never know. She didn't commit to that at all. I'll find out. Go for it, Michelle. That's your homework for the week. Okay. This is More Questions Than Answers. We are the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. And that makes you very lucky people indeed. This is the first round. It is Ghosts and Hauntings. I'm yet to score. Michelle has scored two and Heather has scored one. But cheating abounds in every corner of the studio. A bone-chilling clip sent shivers through the spines of viewers recently after accidentally capturing something truly haunting. YouTube star Vanessa Martinez shed terrifying evidence of a ghostly encounter in a recent video post, posting to her channel Simply Nessa, which has more than 1.8 million subscribers. The 20-year-old spoke of what she described as a series of paranormal experiences. That's mm. crazy numbers. Well, she has big pouty lips and shows a lot of flesh. Oh, I see what we're doing wrong. Which is what Michelle's going to be doing next week. <laughs> First, a cup she drank from flew across the room. I'm really freaked out right now, but my friend saw it too. And now we're convinced there are demons here. Vanessa tells the camera. Always the default position, isn't it? Demons. Demons. Do you not think fallen angels, the Nephilim, those that walk backwards, darkness, is going to be interested in moving cups around? Cups. I am the darkness. I am Mephisto. Mephisto. I walk backwards. I'm Satan, Beelzebub. I'm going to move your cups around. I have the power to move your cups. Wow. Why is that the default position? Why is a cup moving suddenly demonic? Why is the grumpy old man wanting a cup of tea? Unbelievable. Later, a similar thing happened with a fork. Cutlery, the first choices of the Antichrist. <laughs> you can get a fork in hell, apparently. In the process of trying to go to the gym, a fork goes flying from my sink and hits me on the arm. Ooh. Like a pork sausage. A fork came and scratched me. What the F? Then she shows the camera a photo she took a few days before. She didn't notice at the time, but the popular blogger's selfie has a sinister side. I love the word sinister. sinister. Do you know it comes from the word left? Sinistra. In Greek, oh, it's sinistra. Bad is left and they thought everything to do with the left was the devil's work that's why they forced everyone to be right-handed and the devil sits on your left shoulder which is why you throw salt over your left shoulder if you spill it hmm. i love the word sinister sinister side in the background of the snap a shadowy figure can be seen stood just behind her head 
I was home alone. I was by myself. I really don't know what that is or where it came from, she says. This photo is untouched. It has pimples and everything. A demon with zits. A breakout due to stress as to where he's going to put his cups in the cupboard. Pimply. I know I'm not crazy because I showed that photo to my friend and they just said, don't show me that ever again. (laughs) My Uncle Frank used to show me pictures like that. Well, it turns out it really wasn't my uncle. He was just a friend of my granddad's. The video has since had 1.2 million views with many fans calling on Vanessa to move out immediately. Okay, leave your house now. I would not be hanging around for that, one person commented. But others were more sceptical with one person saying, I get scratches all the time. I'm not about to assume it's paranormal. I can't believe she's this crazy for attention to make this stuff up. And people fall for it, wrote another. Not people. Paranormal investigators with a comical weekly radio show. Mm-hmm. Ghost with a fork or just a lot of talk? Visit our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Lee. You can see the video, the photographs and the story for yourself in full. I shall give myself two points for being informative and sinister. Miss mm-hmm. Morris, what have you got tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Residents of Vancouver, Canada are abuzz with talk of one of their city's most famous ghosts, the Lady in Red. The Lady in Red is claimed to reside in the historic Hotel Vancouver, which opened the doors of its current incarnation in 1939. The Lady is alleged to be the spirit of Jeannie Pearl Cox. You can't get the genie back in the bottle once it's out. I knew you were going to do that. Rub the lamp and watch the genie appear, Michelle. I'll give you three wishes. Not again. (laughs) An upper crust Vancouver socialite who was a regular sight at glitzy parties in the hotel's ballroom throughout the 1940s. After Cox died in a car accident. That's in the, terrible. I yeah. know, I know. Tragic. In 1944, a similar looking apparition began appearing throughout the hotel wearing a red ball gown. According to Nancy Hall, the Fairmont's regional director of public relations, the lady in red is now a fixture of the historic hotel. Just this week, Vancouver resident Scott Graham was working on the top floor of a different nearby hotel when he decided to snap a photo of the Hotel Vancouver. After spotting a strange red figure in a window on the upper floor of the hotel, Graham believed that he had spotted the lady in red. He posted the image to Twitter, where it soon went viral. Of course it did. Even more intriguing, the floor on which the supposed ghost was spotted is currently off-limits to guests. According to Hall, the floor is closed for maintenance and empty. There's always going to be maintenance at the hotel, and that's just one of the areas we're working on right now. We went up to look, and there was nobody there. Scott Graham, who took the photo, says he doesn't believe in ghosts and that it's probably just a big coincidence. A poll taken by the Vancouver Sun shows that most readers disagree, however, with 58.41%, that's awful specific, of respondents at the time of the writing. That's Canada for you. (laughs) Answering, they believe the photo clearly shows a ghost. Most likely, the image merely shows a few pixels of some benign red object placed close to the window. Still, given the history of the sighting of the lady at the hotel, the coincidence is intriguing. Benign red object. Mm. Yeah, no... What? Save it. Phantom Cox giving you the willies in the Vancouver Hotel. 
Did you see all those red flashing lights coming out of the White House this week? No. That was very odd. They have cameras on the White House all the time. And in the top right-hand corner, there was two windows with big red flashing lights coming out of them. And people have been making all kinds of weird <laughs> and wonderful suggestions. Donald Trump, if he was there, was probably having a disco. I He'd imagine. be dancing. D-I-S-C-O. There. Pulling some shapes y- on the dance floor. M-C-A. There. He's got all the hits of the 70s, isn't it? Is this the way to Amarillo? I shall give you two points. You're now on a resplendent winning three. Singer Amor Vitone, 45, had stopped at traffic lights in South Africa when an armed thug smashed her windscreen. The terrified wife of tragic rugby legend, Jus van der Westhazen, believes he saved her life from beyond the grave. After she was held up at gunpoint, Jus lifted the Rugby World Cup whilst part of the South Africa all-conquering 1995 squad. She believes her ex-husband's spirit protected her during an attempted carjacking. Her attacker struck near a township on the outskirts of Johannesburg as the celebrity drove her sponsored white Mercedes. Amor said, I am usually so careful, but I had stopped at traffic light at around 7pm when I just heard this loud bang and then there was a gun. The next minute, this big man with a jacket over his head appeared next to me in the smashed window. I went into defense mode and just started driving. All I could think about was my children and just wanted to make sure I was safe so I could return to them. And I drove off a fair distance away, she said. It was then that she realized that her bag had been stolen from the car. And more continued, the man had a gun and I could have been shot or dragged from the car. I am just so grateful I still have my life. My bag and purse can be replaced, but my life cannot, she said. In tears, she told how she returned to the home of her kids, only to find a single white feather lying on the seat next to her as she parked the vehicle. She said, I was protected by an angel. I am convinced I was protected. I didn't know they molted. Yeah. Apparently. We could Ah. get into a discussion about the fact that angels nowhere in the Bible does it say they have wings. Sure. And the first depiction of an angel ever with wings in a piece of artwork is from about 600 AD. And it's tessery in a chapel underground in Rome. Because humans are very good at thinking to themselves, there's a whole group of people on the wall. No one knows who they are. I've got to give them the visual clues. Angels fly, so we're going to give them wings. Because birds and butterflies fly. Mm -hmm. So there's a very strange situation where people believe that angels have wings through the semiotics of the early Byzantine period. But they don't have wings. Nowhere does it say they have wings. In fact, angels are mistaken for people, aren't they, most of the time? Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going into the Sodom and Gomorrah and you're going through the gates, you're not going to get mistaken for a man if you're walking through with giant wings, are you? That's true. Just saying. This is all I'm saying. The Afrikaans singer said she felt that with her run of tragedy and bad luck that she and her family were having, that she was tested by God, but she doesn't know why. Amor said, I told my family, I don't understand all of these things are happening to me. I broke my ankle in January and then Eust died in February. In fact, it's a very sad story. Eust, an amazing rugby player, won the World Cup with South Africa in 95. That's when Nelson Mandela went out onto the pitch, if you remember Mm -hmm. that. They had a team that was made up of black and white players, a huge event. South Africa destined to win that World Cup from the get-go, just on the back of that alone. Very fit, young, healthy guy. Died 
due to contracting that degenerative disease where all your arms and legs stop working and you can't breathe and you just slowly break down. Do you see what I mean? Right. Kind of locked-in syndrome, I think they call it, don't they? And more said, I told my family I don't understand all of this. My kids have been sick and I've been fighting court cases and it has all happened in the last few months. I don't know why I'm being tested, but she believes a feather from an angel protected her in the car that night. Angel feather or whatever, you can see for yourself. (laughs) If you go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. All of tonight's stories are there for you. And all of the photographs and all of the video footage, I am now up to four. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Creepy footage purports to show a terrifying black-eyed kid ghost. Not the black-eyed peas. She's my <laughs> black-eyed girl. La, 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 la. Oh, boy. Giving a death stare through a window. Despite looking like a homemade computer graphic, a U.S.-based paranormal investigator claims the clip shows the clearest footage of a specter ever recorded. The anonymous ghost hunter, who posts grainy-looking videos to YouTube channel Fantastic Daily, claims he lured the ghost to his property reports the daily express sounds legit mm-hmm. completely <laughs> infamous urban legend the black-eyed kids are said to be creatures with pale skin and black eyes who abduct their victims isn't that you no that's the, <laughs> i think you'll find that's the night shift that falls. <laughs> i have got dark my eyes are black yes they, they are yes they are <laughs> this means i don't ever have to wear sunglasses you morris yeah. Can't go out in the sunlight. No. Burns your skin. It does. It Vampire hurts. tendencies. Mm-hmm. Blue Scandinavian eyes. Yes. Mine are black. Never have to wear sunglasses, but I can't see a thing at night. No, Not you can't. Driving along, <laughs> cannot full beam on, cannot see anything. And you drive 30 miles an hour. I'm driving home by Braille. I'm feeling the rumble strips on the right-hand side, it's just true, to give me an idea true. of where we're going. This is when we leave the studio. Note to self. Yep. <laughs> when we Don't all go to the bar him. after the show, I'll use the rumble strips to find me there. Perfect. And I'm sure people go home from the bar using the rumble strips. Oh, yes. Paranormal experts have suggested the mysterious kids are ghosts, aliens, and even vampires. The investigator revealed he believes the spirits have their own language and lured the specter to his home using a static noise. A static noise. Yes. Quick, they're all coming. They're knocking on the door. Let me in. Trying to tune your radio in. In fact, the beginning of this show has static noise. Does that mean we're attracting the undead to listen to our radio show? I hope. If the undead are in fact listening, we do have a Patreon site if they wish to go to and make a donation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. MQTA Radio, go for it. I'm happy to take the money off the undead. I was finally able to isolate a low-frequency signal that appeared in the background of tones of my evidence. I played the frequency every night for a week, eventually succeeding in my efforts to lure a black-eyed kid... I bet he's popular with the neighbours. ...into my camera trap. Oh, no. He's setting a trap like Elmer Fudd. Like with a box With static noise. <laughs> with a static noise. To catch a black-eyed <laughs> kid. And when he catches that black-eyed kid, he's going to read them bedtime stories and give them milk and cookie. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to sell it on eBay? By the way, I'm going to write an album of music and call it Tones of Evidence. 
It's a very conceptual prog rock project that I've got on the go. Tones of Evidence by Adrian Lee. Is there's times in life, isn't there, where you come across the most amazing album cover names and think to yourself, I need to write an album. Yes. Uh, in fact, you told me the other day when I told you all I wanted to eat was a bowl of meat. Yes. Yes. That's it. Just a bowl of hamburger. You're That's a very strange individual. I can't I... believe <laughs> that you would sit and want to eat just a bowl of meat. <laughs> You had to fight the dog to get it off him. <laughs> it's disgusting. I just wanted a bowl of hamburger. And how did you feel after you ate that bowl of hamburger I meat? loved it. No, yeah. you were sick. You were dog sick. <laughs> but while we're on the subject, yes, Bowl of Meat is a really good name for a band. So if anyone's listening and wants a band name, Bowl of Meat, your first album is called Tones of Evidence by Bowl of Meat. <laughs> You're welcome. Bowl of Meat. Bomb. Fantastic. Everybody's happy. I shall give Michelle two points at the end of the round. That is Ghosts and Hauntings, which, let's face facts, seem to go on forever. I am on four. Michelle's on four. Heather is on three, but everything is to play for. And we rush into the round. That is UFOs and cryptozoology. There's lots of hand signals. Some of them are pleasant. Some of them are unpleasant. The joy of radio... You can't be making signs like that, Miss Morris. That's disgusting. What's wrong with you? This is why we can't have a camera in the studio. Wow, that's almost gynecological. Unbelievable. No. I feel like a school teacher with two naughty kids. No one's leaving till that bell goes. And that bell's for me. It's not for you. I'm going to have your mother in. She's going to come up the score. I'm not putting up My mum's dead. I'm a psychic. We'll still have your mother at the She's school. She's not. I love my mother. Then that's sick, Miss <laughs> Corrie. We run into the round that is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and it's very hairy beasties. Miss Morris, what have you got in the round of green men and hairy beasties? The Northern California town of Oroville experienced some extremely odd weather on Tuesday as storm clouds covered the sky. Fish seem to rain down. No. Yeah, fish. It's raining fish. <laughs> Hallelujah. Halibut. Oh, no, you didn't. According to Action News Now, the tiny creatures raining from above were the result of a very strange phenomena. Discover Science reports that it's possible for some of the littlest animals to be sucked up in the water spout that forms over a shallow body of water. So fish are then carried in the cloud for a while, sometimes for miles and miles and miles, until eventually dropping to the ground. Staff at the school initially thought the fishy storm was just a prank <laughs> when they noticed hundreds of tiny fish appeared on roofs throughout the campus. Now, that's going to be stinky, because who's <gasps> going to clean that off oh. when the sun comes on? I'm also uh -huh. thinking that's the best thing that's ever happened to those fish. Can you imagine? Your dimension for a is, while. is wet for a short while. Your dimension is underwater. Suddenly, suddenly you're in a whole new parallel universe, a different dimension you hadn't previously been aware of in any way, shape or form. And you're flying. Look at me. I've got a towel. I'm flying. Look at that. What's that? That looks like a bowl of petunias. Fantastic. You're going through the this, sky. Well, why is this great? They're going to die. What a way to go, though. They don't know that. They well, don't know why that. don't I go flush a bird? Flush a bird. I thought you were going to say squirrel. 
<laughs> I'm sure if you... F- what? I don't understand what flushing a bird down the toilet... You're taking a fish out of the water and throwing water. it in the sky so yes. it flies. Right. So why don't we take something that flies and flush her down the toilet? Or like a duck or something. No. A penguin. Like no. a bird that swims underwater. Like a right? sparrow. Like an eagle. So we're unhinging. <laughs> So, for the benefit of of detail, I'm sorry, Miss Corrie, for the benefit of detail, what you're suggesting on air at this minute, just because I want to repeat it, because it's never been mentioned on the radio before, you're going to take a protected species, like, let's say, oh, there's a snort. If you're playing the Bell, Bunk and Snort game, you can now have a sip of your strongest drink. You're taking an endangered species. <laughs> Let's face facts. It's the on every symbol of America. Symbol of America. <laughs> You're forcing it down the toilet with a plunger, p- pushing the flush. One foot. <laughs> and the reason for doing so is because you want to unhinge its paradigms. <laughs> yes. Nice. Well, we'll see if we can get a podcast of that and we'll get that up and running for you. Well, during the recess, fish again started raining down, pelting children on the playground with tiny wet little fish so i thought that was hilarious there was a woman some months ago we read it out on air was on her way to a fitness center and got hit by a really large fish and it knocked her out yes it did it came raining out of the sky didn't it someone threw that out of an airplane that's unbelievable (laughs) small little fishies raining from the sky it's like a medieval story i should give you points you're now up to a very resplendent and healthy five this is the best headline ever. You'll never read a better headline oh, than please this. please tell me. Marilyn Monroe was murdered because she knew aliens existed. Well, yeah. That's a great headline. Really? Apparently. Bizarre new documentary claims the actress was killed after threatening to leak secrets on the existence of UFOs in revenge for being ignored by her lovers, JFK, and his brother. Despite almost 55 years passing since the 36-year-old actress was found dead at her Los Angeles home, mystery still surrounds the cause of her death. Whilst a 1962 inquest ruled Marilyn had overdosed in a probable suicide, there are many who still believe the Hollywood star was murdered in an elaborate cover-up. A new UFO documentary is the latest to put forward such a conspiracy theory, suggesting the star was killed by the US government after threatening to reveal top-secret information on extraterrestrials. The film follows ufologist Dr. Stephen Greer as he explores what he claims is a well-documented history of the United States hiding evidence of alien life. Dr. Greer, who founded the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence, claims Marilyn had been having affairs with both President Kennedy and his younger brother, Attorney General Robert Kennedy. Well, I think that's a given. I don't think you need to suggest that, do you? Reading from a transcript of a phone call between a Dorothy Kilgallen, a journalist investigating UFOs, and her close friend, Dr. Greer, claims Kilgallen talks of wiretapped calls between Marilyn and Robert Kennedy. According to the transcript, which Greer brands a death warrant, when both brothers called time on their relationships with the actress, she wanted revenge and threatened to hold a press conference, as she had secrets to tell. Well, I'm sure her secrets weren't UFO secrets. I'm sure the secrets they said she had had nothing to do with UFOs on any level. Greer explains one such secret mentions the visit of the president at a secret airbase with the purpose of inspecting things from outer space, comets and meteors. 
The subject Marilyn repeatedly called the Attorney General and complained about the way she was being ignored by the President and his brother. The subject threatened to hold a press conference and would tell all. He adds it's a tragic situation because she was an actress. She didn't understand the national security state and the viciousness of those who wanted to keep these kind of secrets secret. Well, something's got to give, hasn't it? This is a bit much and a bit over the top, isn't it? Saying she was an actress. Bit of a stretch. Oh. Oh, I've split the room in half. Am I being unreasonable? I mean, obviously she was an intelligent woman. I'll give her that she was good looking. Was she very good at what she did? Was she a good actress? Was she a good singer? Was she good at anything? Fireball, UFO, monkey business or no business like show business. You can decide if you visit our Facebook site and read the story in four more questions than answers with adrian lee michelle what have you got for me in ufos and cryptozoology a mysterious ufo stunned onlookers when it started circling in the skies near a british town in the bizarre clip filmed above clay hill near frome somerset the strange object hurdles to the ground then it pulls up and starts looping creating a circle with its long white tail while it is not clear exactly what the craft is, Clay Hill and its surrounding area is said to be a hot spot for alien activity. Nigel Weil, a local rambler, said the nearby town of Warminster is sometimes described as Britain's UFO capital on account of phenomena first encountered in the mid-1960s. He added strange noises were heard in the skies above the town, and an equally strange shimmering light was observed in the vicinity but the unnamed resident who filmed the UFO was less skeptical. Probably a drone with a fancy flame effect tail or something, he suggested. It's been spotted a few times locally. Do we know of such things? Are there drones with fancy flame-like tails? Is this even possible? Ooh, they're fabulous. Michelle, I shall give you two points and you're now up to a very healthy six. We now go into the final round of the night, the round of the strange... And the bizarre, it's S&B. These are the stories from around the world that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. I love this story. This is my favorite story good, of the good, week. Good, good, good. Yay. Actors Sam J. Jones, who played Flash Gordon in the 1980s film, <gasps> and 1970s TV Hulk Lou Ferrino, squared up as punters queued for autographs at the comic book convention. Flash Gordon and the Incredible Hulk were separated by a fan during a blazing row at the comic book convention in London. The furious bust-up between the superhero actors broke out as they flogged memorabilia. But a wow. superhero mm. set to was avoided when fan Darren Clements, dressed as El Diablo from the Suicide Squad, stepped between the giant actors. <laughs> I love it! Oh, God. Darren, who is five foot seven said there was a large crowd around, so I told them to act like adults and grow up as they were supposed to be there for their fans. I don't know if I was the real superhero, because if there was a clash of the titans, I would have got squashed. I actually think that Lou Ferrino is probably about six foot five, and I think Sam L. Jones is about six foot three. The actors who charge $50 a signature seem to struggle to get along at the comic book convention. Darren 25 from Chelmsford Essex said Flash Gordon was telling the Hulk to go home. <laughs> then the Hulk That's going to make him mad. The Hulk then split his pants and Flash <laughs> Gordon said, I've only got 14 hours to save the Earth. 
Lou was... Sh- <sighs> Lou was just saying, you're winding me up. There was a lot of finger jabbing and it was getting pretty nasty. I went to speak to security and they said they were having an argument. They said to me, would you step in between Flash Gordon and the Incredible Hulk? I would like to merge the two together. Oh. Put the two together, put them together, and uh, I'll show you all an incredible Flash. How's that for you? There you go, ladies. Oh, nice. How's that looking? I thought it is cold in Minnesota. I thought this has to be calmed down because if one hits the other, it would be chaos. They are absolute monsters. I made them laugh and that seemed to calm everything down. Lou65 declined to comment, but his minder insisted they were having a conversation. Sam62 claimed the pair stepped in to stop a row between fans he said it was between two other guys who wanted to fight each other he and i together defused it what a great story that is and there's photographs of that as well if people wish to go and see that flash in the pan and jolly green giant or gordon's alive and (laughs) kicking points all round. i love this show miss morris what have you got for me in the round of the strange and the bizarre. Well, Back to the Future director Robert Zemeckis will be producing a new TV series about Project Blue Book. Nice. Ooh, we do yeah. a lot of stories. I know a lot of people that worked on Project Blue Book. Yeah, the science fiction series, which is set to air on History, formerly the History Channel, will be the latest attempt to combine a TV drama with real-life events relating to the UFO phenomena. Ba-ba-ba-da-da. Oh. It was there. You'd be disappointed if I didn't do it. I would be. The actual Project Blue Book was an in-depth study of unidentified flying objects carried out by the U.S. Air Force in the 1950s and the 1960s. Its goal was to determine whether or not UFOs were a threat to the United States while also scientifically analyzing all known data about the phenomena. Stimulus and response, isn't it? (laughs) Little is currently known about the specific plot and setting of the new series, but it is believed to center around a college professor who becomes involved in the investigation of UFOs. Rarely have I been associated with a project that is a perfect fusion of historical fact and extraordinary entertainment. He hasn't met us. I know. That's, right. That's what we do for a living. He hasn't da, 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 met us. We are da, da, da. paranormal explorers. I'm so disappointed he hasn't met us. This book, Mysterious Midwest, is that all the way through? It's history and the paranormal. We need to get a copy. I've read it twice. I can recommend it. By the way, if you like my books, I would recommend, it would help me enormously if you could write me a nice review on Amazon. And uh, if you don't like my books, don't write anything at all, would be my advice. Michelle, you have the last story of the evening in the round of The Strange and the Bizarre. A Florida man who tried to kiss a rattlesnake, only for it to snub his advances and bite him, is recovering in hospital. See, you've got to take it slowly with a rattlesnake. Oh, yeah. Candlelit dinner, mm-hmm. roses. Takes a while. Yeah, got to warm her up. Not very tasty, but plenty of roughage. Mm. Yeah. What, the woman? <laughs> No, the candles and the roses. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. I don't often eat my dates, but when I do. <laughs> Terrible. It's silence of the lambs. I'm not sitting there eating a clown saying, does this taste funny? Oh. Fire. 
The snake was found by Charles Goff, a resident of Putnam County in the northeast of Florida, Yay! on Monday. Yay! A day later, a neighbor, named by local CBS channel as Ron Reynold, started playing with the snake. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. We can't say that on radio. <laughs> he was Keep blowing the whistle. <laughs> God. And made his ill-judged move. Mr. Reynold was airlifted to hospital and is now recovering. Ron said, I'm going to kiss it in the mouth. Oh, my God. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. See what you did there. And the snake bit him in the face, (laughs) Mr. Goff told Action News Jax. So, wow. Ron was just acting silly, you know, and I guess he said he could kiss the devil and get away with it. No. He didn't. Evidently, he couldn't. (laughs) Cannot kiss the devil and get away with it. There will be some payment back at some time. They will take something away from you. You can't sell your soul. Like the feeling in your legs. Yes. (laughs) Like all your lips because they blistered up like tennis balls. Great. Like necrosis. (laughs) I'm sorry to have to tell you, sir, that your your trumpet playing days are over. (laughs) Oh, no. I was in the D. Martin band in Las Vegas. What am I going to do? It's an outrage. (laughs) Terrible. The First Coast News said the victim was conscious, but had initially been in a critical condition. The snake is believed to have escaped after its ordeal. And refused to comment. It is still not clear why Mr. Reynolds tried to kiss a rattlesnake. You're not going to believe me if I tell you that I actually had a cousin Second cousin. That actually you have played. a cousin? I have many of them. Okay. That actually played the trumpet in the Dean Martin band no in Las way. Vegas. I swear that he is true. He knew the Rat Pack? I swear. That's pretty awesome. That is true. 100% gospel truth. You can't make that up. It is true. We now enter the round that is called Not For Your Mother. It's the round that we can't read out on air. If your mother's of a sensitive disposition, you need to shuttle her off quietly into the room next door if there's small miners running around give them milk and cookies send them off to bed these are the stories from around the world that are laden with sexual intrigue the worst stories of anatomy in places you wouldn't want to talk about no in but front the of your anatomy family. i'm going to i'm sure you've got some cracking stories for tonight Yay. this also means you're tech savvy this means you've now found us in our archives so well done you for finding us on social media on the internet. Yeah. Or on Patreon. Go you. Yes. Give us a love heart. Write us a review. Yeah. Tell us how much you love the show. A kung fu master who drags seven cars with his penis has become a new world record holder by towing a helicopter even further with his manhood. With his penis? It was hmm. quite a big chopper by all accounts. Oh. Several hundred people, as well as official adjudicators, watched as Yi Hong Wei. What? Who- Yi Hong Wei. Way low. <laughs> well hung. He's going to have to roll it up after that. Goes by the stage name Ye Wee. <laughs> he just took out, the, he he took out the Hong bit is what he did. Towed the heavy military helicopter with a rope tied around his genitals. Footage of the incredible feat Footage. shows him stuttering at first. You'll be lucky. Inching his way. Unable to get momentum needed to get the aircraft's wheels rolling on the tarmac outside the hangar, but he eventually summoned his inner strength necessary to drag the helicopter over 32 feet 
and nine inches. Beating his intended target at nine inches makes all the difference, doesn't it, Michelle? Beating his intended target of 26 feet and three inches. He was then given his world record certificate. Get a certificate for this, which is making it all worthwhile, right? By officials representing the World Record Academy. Speaking after his successful attempt, Yi Wei said, I don't know why I struggled in the beginning. And unsure. And there was a stiff breeze, apparently. But I mustered up the energy needed and the, and the helicopter started moving. Am I right in thinking the helicopter is actually a move? Exactly. Like on a stage, I can do the helicopter. Do you want it anti-clockwise or clockwise? Are we in Australia? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see the way it goes down the plugger. He added proudly, I will continue practicing so I can break new records in the future. It's just going to be a series of what he can pull with his willy, right? Well, how do they do that, actually? Oh, I'll come to that in a second. In April, Yi towed seven Audis weighing 12.6 tons using his manhood, dragging the vehicles for a total of 26 feet and three inches. That attempt broke his previous record of pulling five cars, so shattering his personal best. Do you think he's actually stretching it? I mean, do you think, you know, he's actually stretching his bits? Do you think he's got more when he finishes so, than when he started with? So he... He told seven. <laughs> yes, I'm sure they're chained together in some shape or form. So he didn't just pull one off. No, he managed to pull off a whole seven. <laughs> you made him say it. <laughs> hey, kick your ass, Beavis. I made you say it. I am I gotta need some TV for my oh, So he got a certificate yes. in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> he got a certificate and a wheelbarrow and an ice pack. <laughs> I just imagine it being stretched like you're blowing up a party balloon. Do you know the long balloon that you give oh, it a good stretch? Oh, here we go. You, you're waiting to do the sound effects with your animal balloons. <sighs> the helicopters are moving. <laughs> so all these people that are watching him do this. Yes. Is it covered by a long beach towel? <laughs> it started out a with a beach towel. Cloth. <laughs> Ended up a bed sheet. I and it was fitted. <laughs> I think he's probably got a kilt on or something. <laughs> and the rope disappears it. up the kilt is what I'm imagining. This is actually on Facebook. You I can know. go there now. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. You'll have to go back through all the shows. But it is on there. You can see I'm this story. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. There is I video. don't know if I'm that interested. Poor Yi Hong Wei. <laughs> poor Wang. That's terrible. He's poor Wang. Shocking. Shocking to do. Chung. Miss Morris. Wang Chung. Wang Chung. Yes. You won't be dancing anytime mm -mm. soon. What have you got for me in the round of Not For Your Mother? Funny you should say penis. Oh, good. Funny, funny, funny. Around half the world's population has one. Yep. The human race needs them to carry on. And Not some, necessarily. So, well, that is true. Some unsavory characters sadly send pictures of them to unwitting victims. Stop it, guys. Well, maybe. Most of the guys. Some can come through, I think. Don't you think, Michelle, or not all? Are they all kind of fugly? Am yeah. I in the room? Hello, I'm here. <laughs> I'm Hello. having a conversation with Michelle. I can see that. <laughs> I'm going to go to the restroom. I'll be back in 10 minutes. Yes. I'm not a big fan of the dick pic. Just, just me. 
I don't know. It's a little shocking when oh, it happens. Yeah. When you, oh, yeah. You are opening a can of worms. You know that. Uh, well, nobody knows my number. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, we're talking about penises. Long, short, thick, thin. They're wonderfully eclectic in size and shape, color, and performance. They are variable. Penises are also a cause of worry to some owners. Beyond our aesthetic, curiosity is a tool that some might think is too small, perhaps a little wonky. I've never heard a penis being called wonky before. Do you have a wonky one? Slightly off to the right. Points around It's right next to the chocolate factory. (laughs) (laughs) And it joins the taint. Wow. Wow. Your face, Charlie. Don't say that and compare it to my face. Man, I've never seen you go that. I've never seen that shade of red before. Oh, I cracked myself up. <laughs> and that's why too many. The subject of the shaft is worth exploring. Subject of the shaft. Yeah. Shaft. Uh, oh, no, that's flat. <laughs> shaft. How many people have shattered that shaft and then gone, ah? Too many. <laughs> Savior of the universe. Author Laura Dodsworth explores in far greater and more intelligent detail the importance of the penis in her new book, The Bare Reality. In it, she looks at the concept of masculinity using the penis as a springboard. In the deep uh, end. I wish to do so. I'm sorry. Mental pictures are going way yeah. off Is this base a pop-up there? book? Yeah. Is this a book where it comes up here? 3D? Yes. Yeah. Get your 3D glasses. That's right. Scratch and sniff. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. The aim of the, the, aim know. of the work <laughs> is to listen to men's stories, flesh out their innermost thoughts. Wow. And it appears that men are far more open and candid when vulnerable. I found myself feeling... Look, it's Yi Hung Wei. Creatively and emotionally out of balance as the project drew to a close. Dodsworth told Metro. (laughs) It's almost like she was in the room. Yeah, I know. Dodsworth approached various groups to find men willing to let her shoot their penis. Gun. <laughs> oh no! And apparently, the photography process wasn't as awkward as you might imagine. The emphasis was on comfort, as I'm sure everybody was thinking. Keeping it classy. That's was, the last time they go in that passport photo booth. There was no pressure. Little sad about that. And men were also given anonymity. That's convenient. Well, imagine you walk a into blindfold. The f- <laughs> <laughs> Over your eye. <laughs> That's more of an eye patch than I'm yeah. guessing, rather than a blindfold. I'm thinking of Ricky Bobby. Spread my butt cheeks apart and everything. This would be the worst, wouldn't it? If you walked into the studio, there's photography studio, all the lights are on you. You walk in, you drop your trousers, and she goes and changes the lens on the camera. Oh. We had, we had a photo shoot, didn't we? It didn't involve me taking my trousers off. <laughs> it did involve us changing the lens. 
<laughs> to a wide angle, I hope. <laughs> Brr. Oh, we did have a photo shoot. We, we did. Had so characters much fun. from Indiana Jones. I thought it was a great time. I loved it. I had, I had a ball. Yes. There's nothing wrong with dressing up like Indiana Jones. No. no. There's no downside to that. I even had the whip going. And you looked fabulous. That's Everybody right. looked fabulous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good times. But Dodgeworth added that some men were still very nervous. Others were more bold, and one thing was attached to them all. Well, hopefully their penis. The fact that they revealed more by revealing themselves. Dodgeworth said, Men feel pressure about body image in similar ways to women, albeit a bit less so. What country is she from? I have no idea. Okay. I had no idea how many men carry around anxiety and insecurity about the size of their penis or some aspect of their performance because penises are more taboo. Men don't see a big variety of real ones around. It's attached to them. Right. Yes, how but that's the only one. That? Unless your day's going particularly badly or you're that way inclined, that's the only one you're going to see that day. But you're it's not gonna... on the outside. What? If it was the on the wiener. inside, yes, yeah. it would be problematic on the inside. Like, it's it? easier to see a wiener than a bajajay. Yeah. Depends if you own one or not. What? I have one. Yes. It's in my drawer. <laughs> <laughs> well, get it out and blow the dust off it. <laughs> Whose was it? Tell me later. You seem a little uncomfortable with the penis shooting story, Mr. Lee. I'm I'm unsure about where this is going. I just... That was the story. She shot... It's for a book. It's a book full of pictures of willies. Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Yes, there'll be a lot of gay uh, men buying it. It's not a pop-up book. No. It is that. yes. Coffee it's, table. It book. is a coffee table photo book. I don't want that on my coffee table. I don't want to be sat there eating a chocolate eclair, seeing that looking at me. <laughs> you know, you'd look at it, be like, "Yeah, you'd have to curious. flip through. You'd mm-hmm. have to flip through." I'd have to say, you know, I'm uh, I'm on page sixty three. If you want to have a look, <laughs> there, sixty three. Yeah, missed. with the piercing. That's the one. You've got it. Yeah, uh, and the tattoo the- that's got far written on it. Well, it actually says Ferrari, but yeah. yeah this oh, is what I'm doing. I thought it was a picture of a dollar bill tattooed on your penis. And take a look, it'll grow with interest. <laughs> Where are you getting your jokes from? Where is this? Is there someone back there writing them? You want to fire your teammate? It's terrible. Are we done with this? I'm finding this hard to swallow. Oh, that's what she said. It's growing on me. Nice. <laughs> well, I have a story here of a gentleman that actually oh, wants good. his removed. Oh. Is a makeup artist wants to remove his genitals to achieve his dream right. of looking like an alien. Mm-hmm. But plastic surgeons have said it may be impossible. How does he know? I was just going to say that, that an alien doesn't have a twig and berries. They would have to reproduce in some shape or form, would they not? Uh huh. LA-based Vinnie O23 has already spent $60,000 transforming himself into a genderless alien. That's more than my house. However, the surgery he wants next is the most extreme yet, getting his genitalia removed entirely so he is neither male nor female. He's now been told by plastic surgeons that he may never be able to have the operation, which would be a world's first. Renowned plastic surgery... 
Dr. Simone, who runs a practice in Beverly Hills, said such a procedure is highly controversial, since doctors are unsure what effect the removal would have on the body's biochemistry. Perhaps he's just a bit nuts. <laughs> Vinny, I don't understand why a plastic surgeon would even consider this. I guess it's the money. Someone would do it for the money at some point. Oh, definitely. Ethics don't come into this it. This is where I'm going. Vinny, How really we? Well, we're coming to this okay, now. Through a straw, I suspect. Mm. Vinny, seen after one of the surgeries on his nose, now plans more operations to have his genitals and belly button removed. Vinny O puts his arm around his supportive sister, Daniela Malfitano, at home in California, or enabler, as we call it inside the normal framework of society. He said the experimental nature of the procedure means it is highly risky, and it could also impact on basic bodily functions, such as Vinny's ability to urinate. This would be a brand new procedure, and if something happens, or there are complications, we don't have any idea how to address it. Also, the sexual organ is also a tool to urinate. There are muscles that hold the urethra, and prevents not only the urine flowing out, but also the bacteria from going back up. My main problem with this procedure is what is going to happen in 10 or 15 years time because all the bridges have been burned they are gone there is no way to come back to female or male it is a done deal and he is young and now he has to live with it until he's 80 or 90 years old the wannabe extraterrestrial grew up in a small town in oregon where he says he never quite felt he belonged well that's oregon for you isn't it well my question is going to have to be what is the point of having them removed? So he looks like an alien. To who? To the world in general and himself, I'm guessing. He wants to run around on display. I mean, who is he doing this for? Right. Is he doing it simply to feel it himself that there's nothing there? Because he must I'm be. not going to go looking. No, uh-uh. You could be an alien for all I know. I don't want to see in the pants. There are more questions than answers. I'm not sure I fully feel... I fit in and belong as an English ghost hunter and psychic living in southwest Minnesota in the middle of a bean field. But I don't think I know. Let's remove the toy shop. So I'm not sure how he connects the two of not fitting in in Oregon to having his twig and berries removed. I'm not sure what the correlation is between I, the two. Uh, no. Michelle, you have the last story of the night in the round that is called Not For Your Mother. Police in South Benfleet have confirmed that the A13 is fully open in both directions. After a cyclist suffered a freak accident on Sunday afternoon, where both his testicles ended up lodged in his anus. That they poses many questions. <laughs> well, first of what, all... First of all, why are they shutting one of the biggest major road systems in Britain at the A13? Because yes. of men. And how does one... And both ways. Yes, it went both ways. No, I mean, not the nuts. I was meant the road. Why they ha Why couldn't they just don't shut down one lane? Onlookers. <laughs> Onlookers. Onlookers. Rubberneckers. Rubbernecking. <laughs> you can't talk. That's going to be problematic for your story the then, time. isn't it? So they got wedged up in his anus? Hang on a second. Oh, right in. Hole in one. Two for the price of one. They're not coming back down in a hurry. They have little balls. Oh, I'm, marbles. I'm still... I've got the anatomy. I have the parts. 
I don't see under what circumstances my berries could possibly find themselves fully lodged. (laughs) That's a bad day all round, isn't it? You're not having a good day, are you? Sorry, I can't come in the office. Something's come up. Sorry. Sorry, I can't come in the office. (laughs) You're going to have to make do without me today. I've managed to wedge... You'll both, laugh, you'll both. laugh, you'll laugh when I tell you. Both testicles have been pushed up my anus, so I'm going to go to the hospital. If I'm back tomorrow, then I'll let you know. Yes, and you're going to tell that to your doctor, and then your doctor is going to ask you how you did it, and you're going to say, I was riding my bicycle. Yes, along the A13. They had to shut down both lanes because they had to land up. Uh, um, medical uh, air ambulance. A helicopter. Are you serious? Yeah, and the guy that brought it there pulled it along with his todger. His name was <laughs> Yu Hong Wei. I was actually wondering how they were going to get him back out. Do you take a plunger at that point? I think the best thing to do is just blow down his mouth and push it out that way. Compressed air through the mouth. There they go. Back out. Everyone's happy. They're going to be sore for a couple of days. Leave them alone. Here's an ice pack. It's like popping... Use a bag of bag. Yeah. Use a bag of peas in a way a bag of. It's no good doing hand gestures. No one can see you. The Heimlich. The Heimlich. (laughs) Oh. His back balls went up his bottom. Is what happened. I don't understand why he's cycling on the A13. That's the biggest industrial road in Britain. My this happened by the way about eight miles from where my parents live. I've been on this stretch of road. Well, why can't doctors give him a pill that causes gas? What, and blow him straight out again? <laughs> there we go, lovely. What if he got the diarrhea? Good as new. <laughs> there you go. See? Here's a flannel, a bowl of water, you're good as new. That's right. Oh, God. God, that's got to hurt, huh? You oh. reckon? <laughs> your rectum? Yeah. Rectum. I didn't you did rectum. <laughs> Come on then, let's have it. What's he done? Oh, paramedics from Essex Air Ambulance were able to treat 31-year-old Nathan Rodog at the scene and send him home in a taxi. In a taxi? Yeah. His balls followed a week later. Did they take him in the back of the chopper, pop him out, and then send him home? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. A witness said, I was at the top of... Now, this is good. Adrian, you have to explain this. I was at the top of Bread and Cheese Hill. I'm, I've, I've never heard of that, but I'm guessing there's a hill called Bread and Cheese Hill. When I noticed that a cyclist in front of me was wearing lycra that left very little to the imagination. You oh, can tell his religion. And you could see his back balls for <gasps> a while. Every, yeah. every wrinkle's an inch. Mm. He pulled into the middle of the lane and started to coast down the hill, when all of a sudden, he tried to swerve and miss a pothole. That's not good oh. news. Unfortunately, it was too late, and his saddle threw him into the air, and the impact must have been strong enough to force his entire scrotum. The entire thing. Oh, the whole chicken skin's gone. Right the, up. It, I'm going to say this again. The entire scrotum into... His anus. A noose. <laughs> that sentence has never been said before on the radio. You, that is the first right there. They squished his scrot into his rectum? Apparently. Right up. Straight in. Yep. Really? The yeah. saddle. Yeah. Packed it. Yep. Well, that uh, the only question I have is it must have been a little, little not tight. 
I don't, I don't know. know how... I, I don't know how that can even happen. You should have just you should have just bruised it at that point. I've got the anatomy, and I still can't see. I you it, tried it. There's didn't many you? a slip twixt cup Try and lip. It. There is actually a, there is a gap. <laughs> Hang on, let me bring a bicycle in here, and I'll see if I can. Let me bring a shoehorn. Yeah, you, we don't need a bike. <laughs> Hang on, I'll stand up. Try that chair. <laughs> I don't understand because there is some distance between one and other. They're not like close together. You are got they? the taint. Yes. Yes. You and have... the gooch. Yeah. <laughs> You're making up your own words. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so where does it go on to say? I'm I'm, I'm intrigued now. Oh. I need to find this guy on Facebook. Luckily, the paramedics were able to perform, and I don't understand this. An improvised tracheotomy. That's in the neck. And prize his genitals away from the balloon knot area. (laughs) (laughs) How does it go from using the right terminology? Terminology. Termintogeny. Yeah. Like anus and testicles. And And tracheotomy. And then throw in balloon Balloon knot. knot. That's (laughs) terrible. The old balloon knot. Nudge, nudge. The old brown eye. The old rusty sheriff's badge. The old chocolate starfish. The old tea towel holder. A spokesperson from Nathan's Cycling Group, South Essex, said, bloody hell. (laughs) I threw away my bike and burned it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. One of our members (laughs) had a lucky escape today. What's unlucky? (laughs) When a motorist got within 20 feet of him and forced him to dismount. (gasps) Oh, oh, we are lucky that the paramedics reached him so quickly. Why? (laughs) Any further delay, and there's no telling how much more of him would have ended up in there. Oh, God. That's terrible. So you've got the balls and the straw, huh? Yes. <laughs> A lot. Did it really say I got my bike? No, I you I made that. that up. Damn you and your fair stories. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, let's go out for a cycle ride. What's the worst that can happen? You first. Oh, boy. That's crazy. What a great way to end a show. I really enjoyed tonight. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the banter, the fun. I'm now going to use the rumble strips to get us to the bar, if that's okay. Thank you. 
All good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with a K2 meter with a dead battery. It is Heather Morris, mm-hmm. who Aww. never went beyond her six. But in resplendent first place, winning the $33,000 IR camera. Oh, look, it's me. I scored nine. Do not fear, listener. Uh. Remember, I will be back and winning again with a whole new bunch of stories next week. At the same time, no, I didn't score two <laughs> or one. I scored nine. I don't know why you would show me ones and twos. <laughs> Unless you're doing binary. That's just plain rude. I can't describe that. Oh, dear. And this is why you will never be signing for the death. I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Or you can join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And remember, we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that you can access in our archives. And if you wish to access that instantly, you can go to patreon.com MQTA radio. Or you can wait and go to our SoundCloud site soundcloud.com mqta radio something you'd like to add miss morris patreon baby oh you've done it again you <laughs> buggers can't bear it makes my skin crawl creepy ass woman unbelievable my, it is turning me on though my gratitude and greatest i can't look a pretzel in the eye now my gratitude and gracious thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Jetson Drainer, Michelle Corey, and all at the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including Martin's Online Auctions on Facebook, the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group, and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night. <laughs>